Oh yeah. Here we go again. Market still on a tear. Market still pushing higher. Nobody can explain it. So I'm gonna get right down to it. Well, I guess I should welcome you guys to the show. Welcome again to Stock Market Plan Podcast. Today is July 7th. Man, this year is just flying by. Uh, so is the market. The market's really, really um, showing itself here. I mean, people are still banging their heads on the desk. Banging on the keyboard trying to short this market. I see you out there. Man, has it been rough for those guys. <laughs> Ooh. You know, there's something to be said about a market being in a long-term uptrend. Starting back in the week of March 23rd, we set a bottom, we went higher, keep going higher. Everybody's still scratching their heads. So, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but so so I'm going to do a little something a little different today. I'm going to try to sound smart, right? I call it the cocktail conversation, right? These are the conversations I have at cocktail parties where um, you just got to, you know, you're in a group of people and you got to you gotta show your stuff, right? Anyway, so here are my reasons why I think the market keeps just trending higher. And I'm going to try to attempt to do this without pointing to the actual reason. And then I'm going to give you the actual reason. And you're going to be, uh, well, you shouldn't be shocked because I've been talking about this for weeks, weeks, months, years. <laughs> so what you're going to hear out there is uh, things like, I don't know why this market keeps on higher. It doesn't make any sense. Bunch of Wall Street crooks. Bunch of Wall Street crooks. Gold this, gold that. The dollar this, the dollar that. But, you know, looking at this thing here. And I'm thinking. The Fed. And. Normally, the Fed is a pretty reactive mechanism, not very proactive, right? Markets go down, they lower interest rates, they pay more money, they feed the market with liquidity, markets go up, markets go up, they try to slow it down, consumer price index goes up, in other words, inflation they raise rates and they try to drive it down by raising interest rates. That's that's what you call monetary policy. That's the only instrument that the Fed uses to move this thing up or down. So up until two or three weeks ago, Do you know that now the Fed is buying assets on the open market? Probably haven't heard that. But they're out there buying 
government bonds to prop up this market. They're also buying, which government bonds are pretty conservative investment, but they're also buying corporate bonds. And there are some reports now that they're buying equity. They're buying stock. So they're venturing into a place where, as far as I can remember, 20-something plus years that I've been doing this, I don't think they've ever ventured into this area before where they're actually buying ownership. Ownership in the form of debt or equity, right? So those days are long gone. Monetary policy, well, it just took a whole new meaning. So there's your cocktail reason. There's your cocktail party reason. Something you can use out there to sound smart. But anyways, now I'm going to give you the real reason why this market is up. And keeps holding steady at this level. Trading sideways. Keeps building this base, although it's getting a little wide in the movements, but it's still holding solid. Bulls keep defending this market. Um, I'm looking at the SPY. If you don't know what the SPY is, you know, go on my YouTube channel, Stock Market Plan. I talk a lot about it there. It's basically the overall market health, right? That's what I use to gauge where we're at, where we've been, and where I think this thing can go. So, it is no secret you know, you can turn on the evening news in the last several weeks when the market's down 700 points, the market's up 700 points, market's down 700 points. I'm just picking out numbers, but what I'm trying to tell you is some pretty wide, some pretty wild gyrations, right? And it's enough to freak you out. But when you look at this thing in the broader sense, you pull up a chart, right, of the SPY. It's been in a base from $300 all the way up to 320 something It's been basically trading sideways for the last few weeks. And that's what you call a base. And it's productive. I've talked about it like till I throw up. And nothing about this market sells. Nothing about this market said. Nothing about this market is saying sell. In the broader sense, now there's individual issues, a different, you know, individual stocks, individual, but I mean, the overall market health is a bull market. Uh, every time it tries to get in trouble, it tried to do it the week of the first week of June, then most recently, the last week of June, it got defended. Somebody pressed the red button and just took off like a rocket again. So it's basically a big old base with, you know, a little bit wider than I like, but it's still a base. And levels are still not taken. You know, I've always told you about the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average. Now, the market is, uh, the price of the SPY is trading well above that. I mean, well above that, which is good. For the bulls, not for the shorts. <laughs> and the 50-day moving average is about to cross over the 200. Now, if that happens, man, 
I think we're going to get another leg up. Usually a bullish signal. Not that this market get it can not that this market needs any help being any more bullish than it is, but 50 day over the 200 day crossing the 200 day on an upward fashion is usually a very good sign. So markets are what they are. No um Oh yeah, I was going to tell you the the reason, the reason, the actual reason why the markets keep going up and being defended every time they get into a little bit of trouble. And I say trouble because, you know, like I said, you know, it goes down 700 points and you know, everybody's freaking, oh my gosh. But if you look in that charts, you can see the defense, right? You can see the support in the charts. And, uh, I mean, back on the week of Friday, the June 26th, and then opened up again on June 29th, Monday. It just got defended right at the 50-day moving average. You can look that up on the chart. Plug in the 50-day moving average, 200-day moving average. You should already have done that. I mean, that's critical. Bounced right off of it like a champ. And never looked back, right? And here we are. And that 50-day moving average is right around, at that time, it was right around 300. It just bounced right off of it. And um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five sessions in the green. <laughs> so, so we get a little break today. No biggie. So, you know, it's the real reason that this is happening. It's the only factual reason. Drum roll. More buyers than sellers. I didn't stutter. <laughs> More buyers than sellers. Now, there's a lot that goes into those uh, buying and selling decisions. And all of those things make up the end game, right? The buyer, the sell. And it's just been more buyers than sellers. And it's been that way since March. Why fight it? Why try to pick a top? You've heard me say this before. Markets that go high can go higher. Markets that go low can go lower. And don't get in the way. <laughs> You're going to get hurt. So, you know, even with, you know, with, with, with the, with the, problems that the country has which are really historical right I mean more people have died from this virus than 9-11 it's not even close so sad to say but true I mean this is historical and for the market to be behaving like this, there's something that the market knows. I don't know what that something is. Nobody knows. Again, everybody banging their fists up against the keyboards, trying to short the market, trying to pick a top. But the real reason is more buyers and sellers. They see value in something. So... What that something is, I don't know. 
But more importantly, I don't care. It just is. And for me, they, you know, I wish I would have learned that a long time ago. Because again, right, we try to be smarter than the market. Why? Why does the sun always rise in the east and set in the west? Why? I mean, you don't need to know why. You just need to execute. <laughs> and um, until else, something else, until something else shows up in this thing, I mean, it's rock and roll. I mean, so far above the averages right now. I mean, the market can drop. <laughs> 312, let's see, let me see here, let me figure this out. The market can literally drop 4-5% and still be okay from this place that it finds itself in right now. It has that much support underneath it right now. So much. But at that juncture, I'll be singing another song. I'll be looking at things in a different way. But until then, why get in the way? Why? Stupid. Really dumb. So, I don't. Ride the wave, ride the tide. The tide is up. Man, there's a lot of uh, stock market experts out there right now on YouTube. Holy moly. Um, a couple of the well-known sites now have turned into money management. They just couldn't help themselves. They used to be just publications, but now they're like, oh, we got to do this too. Interesting. If you would invested in Amazon back when we recommended it 10 years ago, you would have retired a millionaire. Now, here's our next great stock pick. Give me your email. I'll send it to you. <laughs> And you get bombarded with stuff, right? And that's just uh, been meaning to talk to you guys about this. I mean, and I've, I think I've shared this with you before here on the show. But, I mean, you think, you think, we think, we think we would hold on to that thing, right? I mean, let's look at Amazon. Let's see what Amazon did here in the last 10, 15 years. AMZN, Apple, Michael, Zebra, Nancy, Enter. Ooh, let's try that again. AMZN. Okay. <laughs> $3,000. Holy gravy. Anyways, let's see. Let's go to a weekly chart so I don't have to strain my eyes too much. Okay. Actually, let's go to a weekly max, right? So, so in 2000, the stock was um, basically around $60, roughly, right? Then it came down all the way to $30, 50% loss, 5 0. I was back in July of 2000, right? In seven months, you lost 50% of your money. And then it kept going lower and lower and lower. All the way down to $11.04. And 
and that was on April of 2001. Right? Let's just go through this. this there's a lesson in this, I think. <laughs> then it starts to climb up a little bit, and it actually not really just traded sideways like a dead fish all the way up until uh, the better part of March of 2002. That's a long time. It's a whole year just trading like a bottom dwelling fish at 10, 12, 13, 15 dollars. Then it starts to climb up. 2002 is 20 dollars. 2000 Three, it is fifty dollars. Then at the end of two thousand three, it is forty dollars. Follow me now. You see the gyrations here. Then it came all the way back down to twenty five dollars in July of two thousand six. Right? Then here comes two thousand six. Then April of 2007, it shoots up to 60 bucks. Woohoo! Right? Then all the way to $90. Now, you've gone up in excess of 100% of your money from April of 2007 all the way to September of 2007. So, in five months, less than half a year, you're up over 100%. Right, but you would have no so you you wouldn't have sold that right you you not nah, you would have held on, right you would have never sold that stock, in excess of a hundred percent. Let's keep going. Right goes down to eighty. Nah, you would have held on to it right twenty dollars. You wouldn't have freaked out and said, "Oh, this is a top." Right, you would have held on to it. Right, and then it'll way down to sixty dollars. In March third. Of 2008, uh, you would have held on to it, right? You just lost half of that 100%. You would have held on to it, right? Oh, wait. It came all the way back down to 35 in November of 2008. I'm sure you still would have just let go that whole 100%, let it go, right? You would have had the, you would have had the, the, the weather all to, to uh, muster that, right? After being up 100%. Oh, then from the 2008 low, November 2008, it shoots back up. Now, in a year, from $50, it went all the way up to $140, <laughs> right? But of course, you would have held on to the stock all the way through all those movements. You wouldn't have freaked out, right? Most people wouldn't have freaked out, right? 100% up, 100% down, 100% up, right? You have never sold that stock. Oh, but wait a second. In two years, you were up to $200. Over 200% return. You would have never sold that. No way. Nah. You would have been holding on, right? 2010, right? All the way up to $140, October of 2010. 
Then from October to December of 2010, you came down to what? From $245, you went all the way down to $166. Oh, yeah, you would have had what it took to hold on to that thing. Right? Then 2012. Now, these are years, right? You would have gone all the way up to 250 and you would have held on. See what I'm doing here, folks? 2012 to 2013, up to $400, right? You would have held on after being up 200%. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right? Then it bases out. 2014, it just basically trades sideways to down a little bit. And now, 2015, at the end of 2015, we're at $689. Oh, you definitely wouldn't have sold that stock, right? Up 300, 400%. You would have never thought about selling that, right? So you see what I'm trying to do here, right? Another year, it's up to 800. 2017, it's up to 1,200. 2018, 1600, 2019, see 2019, $3,000. Yeah, you would have held on to that. When, whenever you see these 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 little advertisements that you see the guy in the little ship with the hot wife with the helicopter and the jet skis in the back, if you would have invested in Amazon stock that we recommended back in 2000, you would have been a quadrillionaire. I'm here to tell you, no, you wouldn't. It's so misleading to tell an investor that now you have the next stock pick. And maybe you do. Maybe you do. But my point is, is this is why I do this. You don't have what it takes if you don't have the training in one, psychology and the technicals behind the markets because the technicals help you with the psychology, right? It helps you. It helps your fear and your greed get out of the way. You get a plan, right? Hence the name of the channel, of the, of the podcast, Stock Market Plan. If you didn't have that, the first time that thing goes up from 20 to 30 or 40, you're selling. When you put $10,000 into a stock and it's 30000 you mean to tell me you're going to hold on to that? Yeah, right. Most people don't because they, they don't have what it takes to hold on to something for that long. And if they did, I mean, I showed you early on this thing went up 100, 200% only to give it back the following year. After all that pressure, you would have had what it takes to, to hold it, right? When we get a hit by a little coronavirus, it's not really little, but we get hit by, by, by a, by a three-month, four-month coronavirus, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm getting 100 calls. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah, you would have held on to that stock. 
So the whole point of the story, guys, is look, don't get beat up over these things. Like, oh my gosh, I missed the move. No, you didn't. Everybody missed the move. There's a lot of trades that went on. A lot of investment decisions that went on in those last 10, 12, 13 years in Amazon. And I'm just using Amazon as an example because that's the most, you know, it's funny how they pick the most popular stock, right? I mean, you see 15 vans go by your house every day. So, you know, don't get beat up. There's no crystal ball. They had no idea that Amazon was going to do what it did. None. None. And I can tell you that about any stock. It's not the stock, guys. It's you. It's what you do. Do you keep your emotions in check? Right? It's a tough thing to do. Professional traders that work on Wall Street can't do it. What makes you think that we can? I got a guy that's got to go to a 9 to 5 job. You think you got what it takes to hold on a stock from $20 to to $3,000 in 10 years? You don't. You don't. Because there's just so many things that happen in that span of time. I mean, you had 9-11. You had COVID. You had real estate crash. You remember all those little things? You remember those? Now, nobody would have panicked during that time. No. But anyways, um, hopefully that makes some sense. This is something to be studied. And then when you finish studying it, you study it some more. In other words, it never ends. So there you go. That's what I got for you today. Glad you tuned in. Catch you on the next one. Don't beat yourself up. Have a great one, yo. Hey, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. You can go back and look at some of the picks. Some of the stock picks that I picked, man, they really did well. And they weren't stock picks. They were just examples of things I was looking at, but they actually turned out pretty well. Again, not a recommendation to buy or sell any particular security. Got to get that disclaimer in there. Do your homework. Learn. Nothing will make me happier that if you guys just learn this thing and, and go from there. Free of all emotion, free of all opinion, free of all that nonsense that you get on TV every freaking night. Markets were down 500 points. <gasps> Anyways, have a great one, y'all. Be good.